So what's up? Oh, you know. Yeah, come on. First thing, first thing off the bat. Just woke up. Get funny. Get funny. Be oh god. Relatable. Oh god. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Uh, I started rewatching Clone High the other day. How's that treating you? Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. <laughs> That's what actually that and I like your funny words, Magic Man. Uh, that clip going around are what are just like making me like I should rewatch Clone High, and boy my howdy, line, it's my it's favorite. Def- yeah, my on. favorite line from that show that I'm always thinking of is uh, uh, how what, what's it like? How to get my secret spaghetti tape? <laughs> I just watched that the other day. Oh god, um, I actually just started. So, um, Clone High came out when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say I was probably in middle school, uh, and I had been diagnosed with ADHD when I was in elementary school. Um. So, Clone High has an entire episode uh, that is kind of lampooning sort of, like, the very special episodes about, like, HIV. Uh Uh-huh. But it uses ADD and ADHD as the (laughs) stand-in. I remember seeing that episode, I just, like, I don't know how to feel about this. And, like, I double don't know how to feel about it these days. Clone High has some shit in it, unfortunately. Yeah. It's it's a show from, like, early 2000s, so you know it does. Um, yeah. Tom Green is in that episode. Is he playing Tom Green? He is playing Tom Green. It's Tom Green as Tom Green. As, and, like, he's supposed to be, like, oh, here's a celebrity who's been living with ADD slash ADHD his whole life. Like, that kind of thing. And does and he do like does he do like a funny riff from Freddy Got Fingered? He doesn't do a funny riff from Freddy Got Fingered. He does go chasing off after a plastic bag that distracts him. Which jokes about ADD and ADHD always kind of sit weirdly with me because on one hand it's just like I don't know that I like that sort of thing being stereotyped, but on the other hand I'm just like fuck I do that sometimes though. <laughs> like I, I do, but also that's just like that's every joke about ADHD. It's it like it is like God get some new fucking material. Right, honestly, like, ugh. Like, I think, God, uh, I want to say Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart had an episode where, like, one of their characters goes into, like, hyper-focus mode, and the entire episode is about them kind of, like, cleaning up all the weird inventions that he made while he was in hyper-focus mode. Mm Mm-hmm. And I liked that bit, honestly. I thought that was very funny. That's a very good show. Hell yeah. I'm behind on my cartoons. I haven't watched, like, any cartoons in so... Like, I- I've been watching anime, but I have not watched any of, like, the good cartoons I've heard so much about. Like, Infinity Train, uh, um, what's the Netflix one? Like, Keep Kipu? Keep, uh, you know? Kupo, Age of the Wonder Beasts, I think? Yeah, but I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that Infinity Train, uh, I never finished Steven's Universe. Uh, I really want to fucking watch The Owl House. Oh yeah, Owl House is definitely on there. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the little dog man who has a skull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He seems fun. Yeah, American cartoons have been fucking up in their game recently. Like, holy shit! Yeah. Like, every so often, we've, we've just come, like, oh, hey, a, here's, come a, here's we've come a com- long way from Coconut Fred's Fruit Salad Island. <laughs> oh god, 
But it's just like every so often, like I look, I like scrolling through Twitter. It's just like, hey, here's this scene from Rise of the TMNT. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, did what what cartoon do you think spot like spurred this movement to bet? Like, is it is it is this does this all trace back to Adventure Time? God, I mean, it's it's hard to like it's hard to like like trace like an origin story to this like it is with like Prestige TV because it's just like. There's nothing, like, really unifying about these shows except them being good cartoons. Yeah, I think we're just, like, at a point where, like, a lot of these cartoon studios are just like, fuck, what if we just went nuts with Avatar? Avatar was it. It was Avatar. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, now, now, that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, let me think back just, like, which cartoons I can think of recently that just went absolutely fucking nuts with, like, their, like, fight scene blocking their animation. I'm just like, oh, right, Last Airbender, of fucking course. Avatar walked so that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic could run, so that the <laughs> Owl House and uh, all those other shit could sprint. God, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's the thing. Thank you, Lauren Faust. Anyways, we're six minutes into this intro. Let's get to the episode. Let's go. everyone it's your number one uh what is it your number one pink that's not really pink color i, I don't know it's your weird number one pink, weird, your number, weird praying mantis it's your number one pink cast uh i'm pink sarah cast. and i'm joined by returning guest friend of the show gage hi i'm gage what's going on how's it how's how's things how's everybody doing i hope you're all having a good day staying hydrated i've got a big cup of water right here i'm gonna take a sippy Take that sippy. What was the last movie you were on for? I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it was Shutter Island. Yeah, that's I I think so too. But also, like that felt so long ago that I'm like, surely there was a more recent one. I think it's just that it was really long ago. I think it's just I haven't been on the show in a while. Weird, fucked up, fucked up if true. So. We okay. Uh, we watched a Nicolas Cage movie this week. Uh, we sure did, and it was pretty damn good. It was. We did. We, watched... I, I have no memories. Did we watch a Nicolas Cage movie recently? I feel like we I'm, did. There, there's so many to choose from. the 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 dude The dude has done horror, so I feel like like at some point he probably did. Yeah, I, I feel like he's fresh on the brain for some reason, but no, last week was, uh... Nick yeah, Cage was, just, you know, Nick Cage just lives rent-free in my head, so he's you always know, he, fresh he, on the brain. He could, he could have been in Death Note. I think, 
I think it's a, it's always a little bit gauche when like twenty or thirty something when like young looking twenty or thirty somethings play high schoolers. But I think if you put Nick Cage playing uh, uh, Light Yagami or Light Turner as the show called as the movie called him, uh, I think I would I would go for that. Just a fucking fifty year old man as the high schooler. So I apologize. I didn't listen to that episode. I should go back and listen to it because I have seen that movie and Jesus. But uh, a while I quick tangent a while back um there was a trend going around on twitter which is like hey if you search like your at in like uh google news you can see uh any news articles that your tweet has shown up in my tweet showed up in two articles about the death note movie uh (laughs) one from before its release and one from after and it was specifically a tweet about how i wanted to see the movie for willem dafoe as ryuk alone which I think it's still an evergreen opinion, honestly. Like, like I, res- would, I respect it. Would, would you Would you agree? Like, Willem Dafoe is maybe the best in that role. Is probably the best thing about that movie. Um. Yeah. I th- well, that and also the scene where a ladder decapitates some high schooler. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I remember that scene vividly. Um, and also, other, um, yeah. also, uh, Lakeith Stanfield as L. I think was really oh, good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But 100%. for more, on, but for more on that, listen to our episode on Death Note movie. Oh, yeah. This week we watched Color Out of Speller. Co- yes, that is what the movie is called. You are one hundred percent right. I I have no corrections here to be made. Color Out of Space, starring Nick Cage and uh, a bunch of other people who I don't recognize from elsewhere. Yeah. Well, no, Tommy Chong's in it. Oh yeah. How could I? How could I forget <laughs> Tommy Chong being in this movie? Straight up, Tommy Chong playing a, a stoner character. Who'd have thought? We we start with uh, our, our title credits gives me a good vibe for this movie because this movie was produced by Bro Cinema. Bro Cinema, the um, director of this movie. God, what what did he do? He did um, Island of Doctor Moreau. This is his first huh. return to the horror genre. So, uh, God, Richard Stanley is who directed it. Yeah. Wow, this is his first horror movie in 23 years. And I, I, personally, I would say he did a a bang-up job. I think he kind of knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, I saw this movie, like, I had all, so, okay. A couple things we need to kind of clear, clear the air with. A couple things we need to get out of the way. This movie, um, if you uh, aren't familiar with the title already, is an adaptation of a Lovecraft story. So, uh, in kind of going over it, obviously there's a few few things we have to tangle with. Lovecraft, notorious for being a huge racist. Yes. Like, even for the time that he lived in. Like, his level of racism made people uncomfortable. Even other racists. They're just like, whoa, Dude, you gotta chill, maybe, just a little bit. You named your cat what? Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of those fucking things where it's just like, oh, oh yeah, just go, just look up what Lovecraft named his cat. Like, you're not, it's it's almost comical. Like, yeah, almost. The extent to which this dude just sucked. Like, and there's evidence that, like, later on in his life, like, he's written letters about, like, being embarrassed of who he was when he when he was younger but there's evidence later on that later on in his life he did uh have like a hard left turn to- towards socialism but that doesn't really matter when discussing his work 
because the yeah. body of his work was written when he was a huge racist. So yeah. it's got racist themes. And we're going to be going over more of that as we go through the movie. Um, but it is an adaptation of a uh, Lovecraft story. Probably one of the easier Lovecraft stories to adapt just because there's there's a lot of Lovecraft stories where it's just like, oh, it's an invisible monster because your mind can't really comprehend it. So not a whole lot you really have to do in the way of effects. Though, boy howdy, they make their budget go like a few miles with this movie for sure yeah so we open with a girl lavinia uh mm -hmm. doing a, rit a a cool ritual on a lake who's trying to uh do, she's trying to magic out her mother's cancer mm -hmm. which has already been kind of like surge which has already kind of been scienced out because she had a mastectomy yeah yeah um, but she's doing a ritual, and we meet Ward Phillips, a hydro the the hydroelectric guy who wants to look at the water table, and just happens across Lavinia doing her ritual, and she's like all pissed at him because she's like, "This is private property. I need you to fucking leave, go fuck off." And Ward is like, "Oh, was that ritual uh, Alexandrian, or what was the other thing he said? Do you remember?" Wiccan, just straight up. Yeah. She, and she's like, oh, this guy knows his things. Okay. Which is like, it feels like this is like seeding for something that happens later in the movie, but it doesn't actually happen, really. Like, this is, this is Chekhov's knowing about Wicca, knowing about, uh, knowing about, uh, uh, Wicca. Yeah, it, it's, it's. It's kind of one of those things where it's just like, oh, you kind of establish, like, she's into occult shit, this is going to be important for shit she does later in the movie that may or may not have actually had an effect on anything that happens, but, um, is it possible she made things worth? Who knows? She was reading, like, a, a fucking, like, mass market paperback edition of the Necronomicon, so, like, yeah. who knows how legit that was. This is like the second movie in a month that we've covered that had the Necronomicon in it because Jason Gohell, uh, the Final Friday, also featured it. Also featured the Necronomicon, like the the, mm -hmm. the flesh book from uh, Evil Dead in it, tying the right, universes right, together yeah. for some reason. For some reason, like and like that, I think that had a payoff in like a limited time comic book series where it was like Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. That's not even anything to do with this, but, like, <laughs> I do remember hearing about that. That sounds like a fun crossover. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so, like, she's just like, oh, this guy knows his stuff. Well, which do you think it was? She's like, definitely Alexandria. And she's like, oh, fuck, never mind. This dude's a fucking pleb. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly Wiccan. Come on, yeah. man. And so she rides off back to her family's farm, and we meet the rest of the family. And the alpacas. Uh, but yeah, we meet we meet the rest of the family. There's uh, Nick Cage playing Nathaniel Gardner. Um, I don't remember the mom's name right off the top of my head. Teresa? Teresa? We're going to go I with Teresa. Say... We're going to go with Teresa until one of us looks it up on Wikipedia. Um, there's, her, there's her brother, Benny. And then their baby brother, Jack. And then their dog, Sam. Yeah, Sammy. And the horse's name is Comet. How do I remember all that? I mean, we just watched it yesterday, obviously, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of surprised with myself. Goodness. Go me. Um, 
and we just kind of get like a an idea of like all the characters like personalities like oh benny's a stoner jack's maybe kind of a weird kid their mom works in like stock trading or something yeah she's a business babe she's 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 uh she's girl boss Mm -hmm. yeah um we most of the next few scenes are basically just like oh here's the family here's their personalities here's how they interact with each other it's really just all kind of just like building up the characters like not nothing like super interesting happens like the mother's always busy so like the father's cooking his cooking isn't exactly great um and like you know they have a chore system uh lavinia wants to wants to get out of dodge she's tired of being stuck with her family think things like that uh her Mm -hmm. brother watches videos about black holes while getting stoned or something i don't know who among us i mean i normally just watch like speed running videos when i'm stoned but that's just me and me, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do, you don't do not drugs, par- You do kids. not partake in the marijuana. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't. You're, I don't, you're, already, you're already, uh, you already have a wife, so you're not the marriage wanter. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Um, I'm proud of that one. <laughs> I, I want to, I, I almost made a joke. There's a line in the movie where they reference Tommy Chong's character early on. And the the mother is just like, are you telling me that he is smoking dope with that reprobate? And it's just like, Jesus, It's this movie came out in 2019. Who fucking says reprobate anymore? Apparently this, apparently this girl boss. That feels like one of those things where that's, where they're like taking, because, so like the opening of this movie and, like, the entire, like, there's, like, an opening monologue set to some beautiful shots of the forest, um, which this movie was filmed in Portugal, I found out. Oh. Um, and there's just some beautiful shots of, like, the forest, and, like, there's mist everywhere, and there's a voiceover from Ward Phillips that it sounds like was taken directly from the text um, of The Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft, just because it's got kind of, like, his writing style um right yeah like i i think i was mentioning this during the movie um i've read a few lovecraft stories i i read them like before like knowing how much of a huge racist piece of shit he was and then like also read them afterwards and like had went into them with a little bit more of an analytical mind and stuff like that and both times like i got i gotta say like it's an in it's it's interesting reading it with that analytical edge, and most of them are uh, public domain. So, and he's dead. So it's like, you know, get his ass, <laughs> get his ass. Um, and it's just his writing is really difficult to fucking get through. Sometimes he really, really likes to describe like the landscape because like they all take place in new england he was born in providence so on and so forth in rhode island um because god i guess every like major horror novelist is from f- the fucking northeast um and it's just it's dense there's a lot of purple prose there so like going through like the opening monologue of this movie and just like yeah this sounds this sounds like something he would write yeah 
Um, so reprobate feels like one of those things where it's just like, are they just trying to like capture like the early 1900-ishness of Lovecraft's work by like dropping words like reprobate in there? I don't know. Yeah, I, I get you. Um, and then shit goes south. Yeah, shit goes south because a big uh, uh, Nick Cage and Teresa are fucking, and uh, Benny is watching cool space videos, uh, and uh, uh, Lavinia is. I don't remember what Lavinia is doing at this. She time. was just sleeping on her bed, and it was covered in like half-eaten chicken wings and books, and it's just like that can't be comfortable to sleep on. I've slept on worse. Okay, <laughs> but a big, huge purple rock comes out of the sky and crashes to the earth in their front yard Mm -hmm. and And it's purple it's pink it's a color it is a color it's unlike it's like unlike any color i've ever seen that wasn't a good nick cage impression don't praise me for that (laughs) i won't don't you dare even think about it (laughs) i have not done this man justice uh, I, uh, so the big purple rock comes down and Jack is freaking the fuck out because Jack has already shown like a, a mild connection to the, the cosmic by like being like there's stars in the bottom of this well. I can see the stars, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, that's cla- that's classic Lovecraft shit is seeing the co- is the cosmos. Also a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so Jack has woken up. He he's freaking out. The color envelops the house. Uh, Benny is now sitting and just like drooling all over himself at his computer, which always kind of like every time I see that, I'm just like, is that kid okay? Is he all right? Do we need to like listen? Sometimes you sometimes you smoke a little bit too much <laughs> when those fucking edibles hit. Yeah. The other uh, a couple of weeks ago, I rolled a joint out of some ex- some pretty potent stuff, and this was after I mm-hmm. hadn't smoked for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I smoked the entire thing, and uh, my body just like said, "Okay, bed, you sleep." <laughs> like I couldn't stay awake. I was just like sitting at my computer at my computer desk with my head in my hands, and just being like, "All right, all right, it's time to go to sleep." <laughs> and so I went to sleep. Oh. It was like a $20 melatonin tablet. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's the, it's the good melatonin is what it is. Tell you what though, slept like a baby. Fucking melatonic. That's a weed name. Sure. You know what? We can work with that. (laughs) Blair, edit that to be funny. Oh, it is it is ten a.m. So I'm I'm still working off, I'm still working off just like not getting the a sleep crud last night. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, um, meteor hits. Everybody's freaking out. Jack has gone just catatonic for a little bit. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um. And, and like, we go to the next morning when the mayor is there, and the mm-hmm. mayor says, hmm, "We would like to monetize this rock." And this meteorite is brought to you by our sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. 
Let's play Rock Shadow Legends. Try now for free. Go to the link here. Raid Touch. Shadow Legend La Shadow Legends backslash Lovecraft. Touch the rock free. and get, touch the rock and get ten free pulls in AFK Arena. <laughs> I can't make jokes about AFK Arena. Natalie plays that. <laughs> it seems like an okay game, but the ads it gives me are just absolutely garbage. <laughs> like it's just like it's just like you're like vaguely like all it is is vaguely European guys like reacting to something that is that is obviously being like uh, transposed onto their screens and then also Ezio is there now i guess or he yeah, was they, i don't know they, if that Ezio has come to afk which like natalie told me about that and just like all oh, gauge has to get into the afk arena now i'm just like i'm not getting into a gacha game i'm not getting into a gacha game i'm not getting into a gacha game <laughs> sign up now for a thousand for 10 touch the rock now for 10,000 free gold in rise of kingdoms god <laughs> i i've fucking been... under attack <laughs> I have been getting bombarded with ads for Rise of Kingdoms for the last, like, six months. It's insufferable. I get the ads for, like, the ones that are, like, in, like, a Family Guy style. Just like, I'll pull this lever and you'll douse him in lava. Yeah, that one too. And, like, I downloaded the game because I just, like, I, I need to see what this is all about. And then, like, I started up and it just, like, what the fuck is this Fallout Shelter shit? And I uninstalled it. I'm just like, I thought this was just going to be, like, fun, clever minigame puzzles. But, like, no. Yeah, it's like, never that. They're... shit? Are you kidding? Yeah, they just kind of be lying to you. Anyways. <laughs> I wish I wish PewDiePie had never said the N-word so that we could all, like, so that I could just be getting ads for movies and shit uh, again. God. <laughs> God damn it, PewDiePie. Anyways, so... Yeah, next morning, the, the meteorite is no longer show, showing off its color. The mayor comes in, and the mayor just like, this is great for tourism. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, okay, I mean, there's a huge chunk of rock in my front yard uh, that fell from the sky. Okay, you know, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna go, you're gonna bring, come back with news, okay, bye, yep, have, have a good one. Um, and then I think that night is the thunderstorm. And... Yeah, that night is the thunderstorm. But before that, we uh, we Ward shows up and is yeah. like Lavinia. Lavinia is look like looking at him like, oh, he's kind of cute. So Nick Cage is like, all right, I'm gonna scare this guy off by milking an alpaca in front of him. And boy howdy, he sure does drink that milk that he he just got. I really was hoping for like. He likes he like he like milks the alpaca and then he like takes a big sippy and I was really hoping we were gonna get like a gross ass alpaca milk mustache from him but they cut Unf away before we get can get that. Unfortunately, the scene cuts away. Yeah, and then I think from there uh, we go to Ezra. That's, yeah, that's when we go to Tommy Chong's character. Yes, we go meet Tommy Chong who's chilling in the woods. His name is Ezra and he's a squatter. Mm -hmm. uh, Benny takes him out there, and we meet uh, Ezra, who's Tommy Chong, as we just said, and also his cat, G-Spot, which is... Inspired, one it's, could say. It's... I... One could say that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would, but one could. <laughs> one could. One could. Maybe not um, me, but someone but out there. They just, like, talk to him, and he's like, yeah, man, I've been recording beneath the floorboard. There's someone taught There's aliens down there. Bye. And he's just like, yeah, sorry about the water. It's uh, it's a little fucky. 
The water's a bit fucky. A little fucky-wucky. Wa- Oopsie-woopsie. The water's a little bit fucky-wucky. A little bit fucko-boingo. <laughs> and... You're gonna have like, you're gonna have a tummy grumbly because the water's fucky wucky, and we're just like, I'm not gonna drink this, but I may run some tests. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, we get lightning happening, and it's all being like drawn to the meteorite. It's just just like pew 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 pew, and Lavinia's out there standing around. She's like, it's so beautiful. It just like. Yeah, that's not, it's not weird at all, it's not weird at all that it's striking that one exact spot, which is, like, the lowest point of, like, the surrounding fort. No, it's, it's totally it's normal fine. thing that's happening right now, yeah. Completely normal. And the morning after, the lightning, it finds, it turns out the lightning made the rock disappear, and some, some very normal flowers grow around the well. They're perennials. They're perennials. Poemimble. 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 Um... And, like, we get a lot of instances of, like, these characters around there just kind of, like, drinking the water like they normally would. Because they drink their water that comes out of their well. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, it's, uh, it's cleanest water you'll ever have. It's just like, okay. (laughs) Sure thing. Um, And it's just, things just kind of start sort of degrading from here. Where it's just, like, technology starts fucking up, um, everyone starts acting kind of weird, uh, like, I'm, I'm trying to, I think the first major thing that happens is the thing with the mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the first, yeah, that's the first, because they're watching TV and Nick Cage is losing it because the news is doing, like, a fucking Fred, uh, Fred Scooby-Doo saying, I think Coolsville sucks, and they're, like, completely manipulating everything that he says to make him be, like, yeah, this guy is a big, this guy's a big whiskey head, and he love he's a UFO, he spotted a UFO, mm-hmm. and Nick Cage is losing it, like, I didn't say that shit, you said UFO, and... Mom is just really not paying it any attention, and she's just like she's cutting carrots and chopping up some carrots. Chopping up just making a, making herself a, a, a nice a nice dinner for her family. Yeah, it's so it's happy, it's smiling. We love it. And then Nick Cage is like, "Hey Jack, can you go? Can you go get your mother in here, please?" And Jack goes and he's like, "Hey, hey mom, hey mom, dad, dad wants you in the living room." And then whoopsie daisy, mommy cuts her fingers off. <laughs> Yep, and then she turns around and looks at the camera and holds her fucked up hand up and says, dinner's ready. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> but they go they go to the hopsital. The hopsital, yes. Often, uh, I want to say, and this is, this is a little, so. Arkham. One of the, yeah, it's an Arkham. One of the neat things about this movie is kind of like how it sort of like hints at other like Lovecraft stuff, like. Um, just kind of as like, you know, Lovecraft cinematic universe bullshit. Um, Ward is wearing a, uh, t-shirt from Miskatonic University, uh, which is kind of like the, the big sort of like central, like, hey, they know about magic there. Magic is like a secret class course. It's like ordering off the secret menu. Uh It's like secret college courses at Miskatonic University where they'll teach you fucked up black magic. Yeah. Um, uh... Arkham gets mentioned by name. Innsmouth gets mentioned by name. Um, Dunwich gets mentioned by name, uh, which, like, the director has said that the next movie that he wants to do as part of, like, a Lovecraft adaptation trilogy is the Dunwich Horror. Um, And 
just kind of, it's just like they go to the hospital in Arkham, the the hospital, l'hôpital in Arkham. Um and he's just like Benny, you're man of the house now and and Benny's just like what? And then like this is I keep saying that like this is where things get bad because a good chunk of this movie is things just getting progressively worse. Yeah. Like things start getting bad and it's just like just bam 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 just like constant train of just bad shit happening all the way to the end. Yeah, just because... kind of a downhill just kind of a downhill jam. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh was wasn't there like a Tony Hawk game that was like a down yep, Tony downhill... Hawk's downhill jam. It was a, I believe it was a Wii exclusive. Mhm. And it was yeah, just Yeah, I think I think the one the I'm entire... thinking was like Tony Hawk Ride with like the skateboard peripheral. Yeah, Tony Hawk Downhill Jam was, uh, it was, like, you know how everyone loves, uh, racing to the finish line in Tony Hawk and not, like, doing cool tricks and getting massive amounts of points? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely everybody's favorite part of any Tony Hawk game ever. So they just made a bunch of race to the finish, uh, uh, levels, and that, that was Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. I, I only ever played it in an Ashley Furniture Store, uh... (laughs) I know. It's such a weird pull. I know, right? It was weird that they had it there, but like my parents were looking at furniture and like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not play uh, Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. Like you, you're there. You might as well. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering like the exact like Lavinia starts feeling sick. Jack starts talking to talking by whistling to like I guess the person who lives in the well or whatever there's a fucked up praying mantis looking thing that comes out of the well it's the coolest fucking effect in the movie i love it i love that little guy it's the best looking bug i've ever seen best looking bug got tentacles and everything it's great um benny starts losing time Um, Uh uh-huh where like it's unclear if it's fucking with his head or if it's warping space time like around them but like this fucking meteorite is doing some weird shit. Um, yeah, more of these flowers uh, start popping up. The water gets even worse. Things like that. Yeah, it just goes. It, it just goes from bad to worse to even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lavin- this- it, it breaks worse for Lavinia when she is like, mm-hmm. "All right, I'm gonna clean this knife off because it's got my mom's blood on it and it's it'd be fucked up if we let this shit stain so let's get these rubber gloves on and clean this up and then she like loses i uh, like I, I don't know like an hour or so it seems and like then she we, blacks out a little bit yeah yeah and when she comes to like the sink is overflowing with blood and i, I don't i wasn't able to tell if this was just like like if there's a bit if there's a little bit of blood in water like it kind of like will uh It'll, like dissipate uh, yeah but, like, I don't know if this is supposed to be, like, the water is all blood, or this is just, like, the blood, the blood is... I-, I wasn't sure what was happening. It's unclear if it's even real, honestly, because it never comes up again. Yeah, I mean, she goes, and, she goes well, and throws up. Yeah, well, no, I guess it is real, because she shows up later in a scene with another character, and she's still got, like, the blood stain on her eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's just, it's just uh, Gardner household fucked up in evil moments. Yeah, at which point Ward shows up and is like, "Hey, no sippy, no sippy yeah. water." Yeah, don't don't sippy the water. And she's just like, "I think it's a little bit too late for that, buddy." 
Like you're, I think you're a little too late. And then he goes to see Ezra, and Ezra's just le- and Ezra is like on the ground with his shirt off, listening to the floor, and he's talking about like aliens that came down on the rock, and uh, Ward just like, okay, buddy. Well, you have a good one with that. And it's just like Ezra's, and also Ezra's, no Ezra's sippy, new. and it's just like oh, no sippy. Also, where's G spot? And it's just like, hey, I, I, I get, I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a funny joke. <laughs> and Ezra's just like, oh, I think you'll see her, but I don't think you'll recognize her, which is foreshadowing. Ezra seems Ezra for being a dude who lives in a shack out in the woods and smokes weed all day seems to be incredibly on the ball. Which I guess yeah. like is maybe part of living in the woods and smoking weed all day. I would assume that like at some point. You're going to loop back around to being, like, hyper-aware of everything. Yeah. It's like opposite day. Weed makes you, weed makes you funny when things are normal, but when things are, when things are fucked up, weed makes you normal. Exactly. So, like, he's super on, on top of everything. Like, he knows that there's weird shit going on. He knows that G-Spot's not now all fucked up. Uh-huh. Uh, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, but yeah, like, th- this meteorite came down now shit's getting weird would this be a good time to talk about like the subtext of of the color out of space like the original story yeah go for it so the color out of space um as i mentioned earlier a lot of lovecraft's work uh because he wrote it when he was incredibly racist is about the decline of white america um for any number of reasons shadow over insmith is about like uh uh, interracial relationship. There's a lot that are about interracial relationships, actually. I'm just kind of realizing, like, because I think the Dunwich Horror is about that as well. Um, In the Mouth of Madness, which is per- one of my personal favorites and has one of my favorite, like, lo- like uh, Cthulhu Mythos creatures in it, Shoggoths, is about how, like, shit went... Be- sh- like, America went to shit when slavery stopped, is what Lovecraft is trying to say in that one. Um, which is just like, Jesus Christ. And like, I could get into the details of like, kind of where that comes from, but like, that would be a whole podcast in and of itself. The Color Out of Space is about immigration. Because you have an alien rock falls from the sky, and the entire story is about how like, this alien rock, which is not from the place that we're from, is now changing the place to be like where it's from and is fucking everything up for the poor white family that lives here. Uh-huh. Um and the problem with a lot of Lovecraft adaptations is that they don't tackle the racism like maybe they should. Like the one that I can think of in recent years that has done a better job of that than most has been The Sinking City. Uh, which is a video game that was released recently by Frogwares, who are uh, best known for their Sherlock Holmes games. And it actually kind of directly tackles stuff like that. Apparently, you can punch out a clan member in that game, which I'm like, I'm all for that. Hell yeah. Um, But most Lovecraft adaptations just kind of do like a really sort of like surface level um, adaptation or uh, use of like the terminology and the imagery and stuff like that without even really thinking about the racist implications 
which gets really bad when you've got stuff like the uh howard lovecraft series which is like lovecraft babies because it's like it's a series of graphic novels that was adapted into a series of computer animated kids movies Uh um this is a real thing i am not making this up um mark hamill's in it (laughs) okay um and in the second movie mark hamill's character so in the second movie howard gets howard lovecraft widow babby lovecraft uh gets cursed and he is being cursed to turn into a fish man right uh-huh. uh and mark hamill's character points out that love widow babby lovecraft is cursed by saying that he has the insmith look Right. Which, as a brief primer on what that means... It means... That was... it, it, it's The Innsmouth look is like preying on a fear of miscegenation. It's... It, it's... It was what the uh, protagonist of Shadow Over Innsmouth used to describe how people from Innsmouth looked because he couldn't tell what kind of race they were mixed with. Yeah... Which it's just like, you can't just put that in a media for kids without analyzing what that means first. Like, that's just tone deaf. Yeah. So, Color Out of Space 2019 maybe doesn't really tackle the racism as hard as it should. It doesn't not tackle it. Because we should point out that Ward Phillips is played by a black man. He is played by a person of color. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, he seems to be, one, uh, much like Tommy Chong's character, he is one of the people who is most on the ball with this whole thing, where he's just like, okay, something fucked up is happening here. You guys need to, need to like, be fucking careful. So, like, it's it's admittedly not maybe as hard as, like, an adaptation of Lovecraft should go for that sort of thing, but, like, it's better than nothing. It's better than I've seen other media ha- handle this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, God, what is it? So we got, have all this stuff about Lavinia getting, Lavinia getting sick, uh, Jack having his weird moments, uh, Benny losing time, Nick Cage and Mom come back. Yes, they're on their way home from the hospital. Yep. And uh, they they run across G-Spot, who isn't looking too good. Yeah, looking a little bit uh, irradiated. Looking a little bit irradiated, a little, a little, a little bit, a little bit, uh, no, no fur doesn't have fur anymore um might be glowing might be hard to say hard to say uh kind of just it's it's i mean g-spot gets illuminated by their headlights so i mean that could just be the shine from the headlights but boy howdy is is g-spot ever shiny g-spot is extremely shiny yes and g-spot runs off into the woods Uh uh-huh i'm just gonna keep saying (laughs) g-spot yeah it's it's a fun thing to say um, so they get home, and Nick Cage immediately starts freaking out. Um, and, because, like, uh, Nick Cage and Mom start freaking out 
because Jack is standing outside unsupervised. The alpacas are still out. They haven't put been put back in the barn yet. Um, potentially haven't been fed. Uh, and Nick Cage is lapsing into like this this voice where he's like kind of freaking out a bit, get the fuck out of my sight, that sort of thing. Um, uh, which he used earlier in the movie to describe his own father's voice. Yeah. And how much he hated his father and was scared of turning into him. So that's a little bit, that's a little bit of that little, uh, a little, uh, I don't know if that's imagery. I don't know what this is. It's a, it's a callback. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's something. It sure is something. It's good filmmaking is what it is. Yeah, definitely. So he gets the alpacas back in the barn, and then it's a little bit before anything, like, incredibly fucked up happens, but, like, things still aren't going super great. Like, Nick Cage is just like, oh, we got a bumper crop of tomatoes, they're three months early, oh, these peaches look great. Uh, Girl Boss is trying to do her job, but, like, the, the satellite internet is fucking up, which satellite internet, from what I understand, is not great. It seems like a bad idea, especially considering that satellite, like, TV is bad. Yeah, it's it's un- unfortunately, because in my line of work, I'm a customer service representative for, like, a phone and internet company. I'm so uh, sorry. So I, I hear about people who have, it's not a satellite internet company, thankfully. <laughs> right. But I hear about people who have satellite internet, and unfortunately, in some rural areas, it's really their only option which which this area that they're in does seem pretty rural um so she's having to deal with satellite internet which cannot have very good download and upload speeds already and then you have to deal with alien radiation fuck (laughs) it's just worse it just gets worse and worse and worse really and then nick cage has these like they these tomatoes look fucked up like yeah, they're they're big tomatoes, and it's just they, like they you look, look at like them. It's just like, like you're uh, either gonna taste great or so you're gonna taste full, like shit. <laughs> full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood poll. You remember when uh, Greed tied up uh, uh, Gluttony when he was like regenerating, and he just like had a ball of Gluttony like being barely encased by a big thing of steel wire. Gonna be real with you. Have not seen Brotherhood. <laughs> what? I could have sworn. Okay. Well, it looks like that for anyone who's listening who has. <laughs> Have not seen Brotherhood. Never finished the original series either. <laughs> Need to someday. Did watch the movie. <laughs> you watched the Conqueror live... of Shambhala, but you haven't seen the... No, the live-action okay. movie. <laughs> oh, the live... Okay. The bad one. God. <sighs> <sighs> that was a bit of a roller coaster there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we skipped over something, which was uh, Nick Cage uh, busting in the shower drain too much, which is a joke that I made because he finds a jellyfish in the shower, but it does look like like some nut is clogging the drain. I missed that because I couldn't hear you over the movie. Yeah, he said he he busted too much in the shower drain because that's it's a jellyfish, but it looks like there's just like nut stuck in the shower drain. And it stings him, and it's bad. And, and it falls not, down the drain. It's not a good time. But then there's fucked up tomatoes, and then Nick Cage is like, oh, these tomatoes fucking suck. They taste like shit. I'm gonna throw them in, I'm gonna dunk them in the trash can. And he, he dunks every single one. Like, he's just, he's just going for it. He's got mad dunks. He's just taking it all the way to the hoop. Dunks like a truck. That's a different thing. That is a different reference. <laughs> it's okay. 
Um, and so uh, later that night, Nick Cage's arms look like rocks in the desert. Like it looks like fucking bad. This dude, this dude growing scales. Yeah, his arms have been diagnosed with bad disease. He is TFing into a lizard. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. In this weather, can, can you imagine? <laughs> I look at Smile and I see her sitting in her like her hundred and six degree like sun lamp, and I'm like, damn, I wish I could enjoy the heat like that. God, and like I'm in Texas, so like you know I got that good shit. Mm-hmm. God, I forgot. I forgot you were in Texas. That's right. I bounced around a lot in the last few years. Yeah, you're you're I you're still just like a you're still a a, a Boston boy to me. I mean, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna be a Boston boy. Yeah. Ugh. People always people. I always catch people off guard when I'm on the phone because like brief tangent about my job the area that i service is northern new england like maine new hampshire vermont uh-huh. i always catch people off guard when i tell them i'm down in texas and they, like every so often i'll get someone just like you don't sound like you're from texas and they're just like well actually i'm from massachusetts <laughs> yeah uh um but yeah the the tomatoes suck and nick cage is ha- is has nick cage's arms have bad disease and yeah, the terminal case of bad. Terminal case of bad. So, at at some point, Jack and Benny get up, and they're just like, "There's some weird noise. There's some weird lights and noises coming from the barn." So, like, they go to investigate. I forget the exact like circumstances surrounding them both deciding to go, um, but they both go, and there's an alpaca amalgamate in there. The alpacas have fused, um. Which is not the kind of behavior we want to see in in alpacas. Yeah, uh, it's not generally ideal. not a good sign. Um, you're gonna want to maybe get your deposit back on those alpacas. Yeah, see if uh, you can get a, see if you can get at least a partial refund on those bad boys. Yeah, <laughs> they might full take refund. Full think... refund is probably gonna be a uh, a bit of a tough pitch, but like, you can probably get a partial, no problem. Yeah, you know what it was actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was that. Sam, the dog, had gone missing, like, the night before. Yes. Um, or at some point earlier in the day. And then they heard Sam noises, I think? Or they, from the alpaca pile? From the alpaca pile. Which Sam might have been in the alpaca pile, might have been in the well. It's unclear. Yeah. Um, so they go to investigate, they find the alpaca pile, and they're just like, oh shit. And then, like pink lights start shooting out everywhere which i kind of brought this up while we were watching the movie i think it was a very admittedly kind of inspired idea to make the color sort of a pink hue because uh-huh. this is something that like i don't know exactly how true this is but i remember seeing like a while back something about how like when we see pink what we're really seeing is we're really seeing like our brain kind of trying to process a color that technically speaking should not exist on the color spectrum. Yeah. Um, so the fact that like the color out of space, which is supposed to be an unidentifiable color, which is a weird thing to think about to start with. Um, it, it, it works to have it be pink. Uh, so like I'm down with that for sure. Yeah, it's good. Um, but pink light starts shooting out everywhere. There's like tendrils of pink light. Tentacles start happening. Um, 
as anybody who's familiar with love lovecraft's work know um dude hated octopi and like cephalopods and shit like that and, and black people uh uh, he, yeah, he, but, the, but there's force lightning it, now because the, uh, the dead, the dead speak. The dead speak. Yes. You know, no, like I'm funny sure. Star Wars. Okay, funny Star Wars. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure where we were going with that. Uh, <laughs> that's how the that's how the title crawl for Rise of Skywalker opens, right? I haven't seen it. I. It has been a hot minute since I watched Rise of Skywalker. I started watching through all the Star Wars movies again recently i haven't gotten around to rewatching the last jedi yet and i don't know if i'm looking forward to rewatching rise of skywalker they um, fly now they fly now they fly now they fly now <laughs> like that's not even like the worst line in that movie oh, Otacon. they fly now Otacon. <laughs> um, should, but, yeah that god i i would the the monkey's paw curls in a middle year solid movie is finally made but it's directed by jj abrams well hold on it's being directed by the guy who made Kong Skull Island. Oh wait, that's is actually happening. That's happening. It is directed by the guy who's making who made Kong Skull Island. Okay, that's fine. So like, and he is so he's been like sharing like Metal Gear Solid like art that he's commissioned, and it all looks fantastic. I do. I I am loving to hear this. So like, I trust him honestly. I trust him and his beard. Um. He's, he's got... He was in Death Stranding, actually. Oh. Norman Reedus' Funky Fetus. Yeah, he's one of those, like, celebrity pulls that Kojima managed to get in there. Um, along with, like, Junji Ito and Sam Lake and Conan O'Brien. Uh, That's, uh... That, God, that, that, the cast in that game was something else really sure fucking was um but yeah pink tendrils going everywhere betty books it for the house mom has come running out because she's worried about jack and she hugs jack but they're maybe not as far from the barn as they should be yeah they get blasted by laser they they get they get they get blasted by purple and they get fused into one being and it's fucked up they get pretty baja blasted yeah I don't think there's a I don't think there's a pink flavor of Mountain Dew that I can reference here, so I'm just gonna go with Baja Blasted. Uh, hold on. They uh, there's a there's a flavor that was uh like revealed the other day. Hold on. Oh God, was there? I hope I can get it. Uh, I've been so there's been such a dearth of like additional Mountain Dew flavors ever since the pandemic started. I've been I've been dying. I've been so depraved. <laughs> uh, or deprived. Uh, the best I oh sorry the best I can do is water Mountain Dew Game Fuel sh- Zero charged watermelon shock. I actually had some of that recently. Yeah, it was fine. Although I didn't realize it was like no sugar, so like it had that like aspartame taste to it. There's also uh, a poten- uh, Mountain Dew Major Melon. I'm hearing things about. Ooh, okay. I'm on board the last melon flavor they did was frostbite which had a shark on the can so i was very happy with that there's um, also a gingerbread flavor coming okay now you're just making shit up no i'm not <laughs> are you fucking per, kidding me per comicbook.com new mountain dew flavor might be permanent gingerbread holiday soda also reportedly on the way fuck it i'll give it a try why not 
Yeah, honestly. Um, but they get Baja blasted, or I guess, um, what was the melon madness? Uh, uh, ma- they get major meloned. <laughs> they get major meloned. Um, and wow, they... the new girl in wow, the I'm horny anime protagonist. The new girl in school has major melons. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Until you said a horny anime protagonist, I'm just like, okay, okay. I she's see got, the, she's the, got I see absolutely exactly. massive gongongababoos. <laughs> Me? Gongaga. <laughs> Me? Gumbabagoos. <laughs> Goban honker. Okay, fucking. Me? Major Melon. <laughs> losing okay. We got okay. like a third of this movie to get through. <laughs> yeah, but like, the last of it's kind of action packed. Hey. Okay, hold on. I need to take a moment. I'm like, sure. I'm losing breath here. But so, Mom Jack gets fused into... Mom Jack, who is one entity now, who I will be calling Mom Jack. Um, just one. You, Mom Jack, you get one. <laughs> also and, known as Mac or Jom. Uh, I will... No, not also known as. It is Mom Jack or Jack Mom. <laughs> no portmanteaus here. I think I okay. We need to we need to come to a consensus. If mom it's going Jack. to be Mom Jack or Jack or Jack Mom, we should probably go with Mom Jack because hers is the dominant personality. Yeah, she's the one. Who, she they keep they call her Mom, and that's just like that's just Mother. Like Jack is gone basically to them. He's just kind of sticking out of her back, honestly. Yeah, he's just kind of hanging out. Um, but, but she's making some terrifying noises. Yeah. Like it's awful. There's like yeah. squelching. It's gross. Um, and, uh, Nick Cage is like, okay, I'm gonna go to hospital, I guess, uh, and his car won't start, and he throws, like, a 30-second tantrum, and it's good acting to me. It's good, genuinely, it is a good freakout. Nick Cage does some good goddamn freakouts. Yeah, like, no, like, best in the business. Oh, a hundred percent. He earned that pyramid in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. What? Is it New Orleans or is Las Vegas? No, it's New Orleans. What? Have you not seen Nick Cage's Future Grave? He, is Did he say, sight, catch me dead in that iTunes? <laughs> hold on, link hold me, on. Link you, me, you, you, keep, you keep going over stuff. I'm going to go ahead and look this up. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, fucking Nick, goes, Nick Cage goes out to the barn and is like, all right, well, the least I can do, if I can't go anywhere, the least I can do is kill these fucking alpacas. And he, like... Kills the alpaca whore, the alpaca mass, the almassa, but he, uh, and he, like, shunts Mom Jack up into a room upstairs to keep her locked away from the rest of the house, and he's like, alright, I'm gonna do what I gots to do, and, uh, is like, he's gonna shoot her, and then he's like, nah, never mind, you're, you're good, he's you just, just like, stay here and, and he's chill. he's just like, mwah, 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 and he kisses mm, her, and there's weird strands of gross stuff. Yeah. Uh, Lavinia and Benny try to leave, but the horse Comet just, like, fucks off, and they're like, well, I guess we're staying here. And then Benny is like, oh shit, do you hear that? It's Sam. He's coming from the bottom of the well. I gotta go get him. And then Benny starts climbing down the well, and it, like, it does, like, a fucking explosion out of of purple-pink out of the bottom of the well, and he, like, puts on some goggles that he found earlier in the movie, and it's very funny because it does absolutely nothing, because it just obliterates him. What purpose, what is the purpose of the goggles? Fucking nothing. The goggles, the goggles do nothing. They make me look cool. Alright, uh, 
Let's see. Uh, Nick Cage. Cage is like, okay, Lavinia, you gotta go into your room with your mom, with Mom Jack, and Mom Jack tries to eat Lavinia. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. And around uh, this time, I'm around this time, we... put, I'm gonna go ahead and I. Well, there isn't really. Should I put it in just like the general, the general? Yeah. Chat? Yeah. Okay, hold on. There, there's Nick Cage's pyramid tomb in New Orleans. Well, you can't say that I'm lying. No, so I that's can't. That's what it is. <laughs> It sure as shit is. Holy fuck. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I would also want to be buried in a pyramid. That's some dope shit. You would also love to say, Sight, catch me dead in that eye tomb. <laughs> okay. So he gets got. Nick Cage... Uh, drags Lavinia upstairs and then yeah. uh, meanwhile elsewhere which like it feels like I think what it is one of the one of the weird things is that like there's shots um, in sort of like the sort of like central town where Ward is trying to meet the, with the mayor to call off the construction of the reservoir that he's there to like study the water table for yeah because there's shit's wrong with the water water is infected with bad yeah um and uh when he's there it's the middle of the day and the sheriff is there and he's just like yo check out what this dude just found near the gardener place and they pull it back and there's like a bunch of like irradiated looking animals including but not limited to g-spot yeah, we and, did also, it. and also we the found alpaca mask. G spot, <laughs> and also the alpaca mask. I don't remember if the alpaca mask. I wouldn't be Is surprised. It not? If I it kind was. of assumed. I kind of assumed it was. It looked. It looked similar to me, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we did it. We found G spot. Um. So, uh, Ward and the sheriff decide we should. We should probably. We should probably go check out the gardener place, huh? It might. Might. Might be a good idea. <laughs> Um, so they go there, and they show up after Lavinia has been locked in the attic with with Mom Jack. Uh-huh. Uh, who is now menacing her. Um, Nick Cage is hallucinating his family, sitting with him, watching TV. And he's scratching at his weird scales. And, yeah. uh, they hear Lavinia screaming in the attic, they go up there, bust down the door, uh... And they're just like, holy fucking shit, what the fuck is that thing? Because, like, Jesus Christ. Then Nick Cage comes up and he blasts the shit out of Mom Jack, which is like, where were you, like, ten minutes ago? Where was this version of Dad Cage? Yeah, where was this guy? Like, what the, like, what the fuck? Um... And then, so, like, they get Lavinia out of there, and they uh go downstairs and they go outside and uh ward and lavinia are standing outside the house when like the color starts pouring out of the well right uh-huh um nick cage comes out of the house and he's just like the color and he raises his gun and it's unclear whether he was going to shoot at the color or shoot at ward but the sheriff assumes that he is about to shoot at ward so he blasts him so he blasts Nick Cage. Uh, we shouldn't... You should say just blast him, because, like, we need to specify. He does blast Nick Cage. He puts a uh, hole so, in his tummy. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's 
bleeding he's dying lavinia's just like oh my god you shot my dad and i'm just sitting there just like he tried to feed you to a thing that used to be both your mom and your brother your mom brother your brom mom there your bro your your mom yeah your mom there um and ward is just like lavinia we have to get out of here and lavinia is just like it won't let us leave and he's just like okay i'll come back for you and they're just like we got to go get ezra because ezra is living on the property so they go over and this is like my favorite scene in the film ezra is talking like a fucking bloodborne voice over here oh yeah um should specify ezra is dead and it looks oh, like Ezra's he's been super dead it looks like he's been dead for a while um it doesn't look like a guy who is like only like a couple of days dead it looks like he's been dead for like a month um and he's got an audio recording that he made and like it's distorted and fucked up and it's a really good i believe the trope for this is apocalyptic log Uh uh-huh and it's a really good example of that trope yeah um and then, like, Ezra's body starts falling apart. The color starts bursting out of him. Ward and the sheriff run off. And then the color is like, fuck cops, picks him up, starts murdering him with a tree. Yeah, the sheriff, specifically. The sheriff, yeah. Um, Ward runs back to the house, sees Lavinia standing next to the well. The color, the color bursts out in this huge pink tornado. Color busting through. Color busting through. Lavinia looks Ward dead in the eye, and Ward gets a vision of the world that the color comes from. And it's the exact sort of shit you would expect from Eldritch Horror. <laughs> yeah. Like, unknowable monoliths, tentacles everywhere, unseen skies, the good shit, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Ward freaks out, he falls backward, the grass starts grabbing at him, Lavinia evaporates. She just goes, she just goes poof. She go poof. Um, and then time starts getting weird. Uh-huh. Time and space. And, like, this is a really, really good application of the smudge tool I've seen in the movie. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, uh, you, you take bring this. us you home take here? This. You, you take sure? this. Yeah. Okay. So Ward starts, is just, like, he gets, like, this weird look on his face, and you see that, like, his, like, his own, like, self is kind of, like, dragging through the air. Like, like I said, so, like, someone went in Photoshop and just kind of, like, took a smudge tool. It looks like like that thing that used to happen in, like, Windows 98, when a window would, like, freeze up and you could drag it around and there would be, like, an afterimage. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so he makes his way into the house, uh, and inside is Nick Cage speaking with the voices of every single family member. The first one he spe- he speaks with is Lavinia's voice when she was flirting with Ward. So that's maybe a little odd. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, a bunch of flashes of light, and, like, you can see what I would assume are, like, the spirits of the family sitting on the couch next to him. Um, good effect, I gotta say, like, this whole, this whole final sequence is, like, it's visually incredible. Um, Ward, uh, manages, cause, like, Nick Cage is coming out, I forget if he has, like, an axe, he's got, he's coming at him with something. Um, 
and Ward is trying to get away, finds the wine cellar that Nick Cage went into earlier on in the movie, Chekhov's wine cellar, um, makes his way down there and just hunkers down. All the wine bottles burst. There's all this noise. The pink tornado flies up into the sky and then everything stops. Uh-huh. And when Ward awakes and emerges, all color is gone from the landscape. Yep. In the story, this is referred to as the blasted heath. What's huh. left behind when the color leaves. It's just, the landscape is just dead. For like miles around. And, um... What follows is just kind of like Ward's like final monologue about like, hey, shit was weird. I don't think it's over. There's something coming for us. And he's just like, the reservoir got built, but I, I'm, pr I'm probably I'm not going to drink the water. I don't think. I think it would probably be good for me to no sippy. No sippy. Yeah, no me, sippy. Me no sippy. Um... And, like, he's all grizzly. He's, like, fucking punished Ward <laughs> at this point. He's, like, got, like, you know, all this facial hair and he's smoking a cigarette and he flicks it off into the reservoir. Because, let's be real, a cigarette in the reservoir is not the worst thing in that water right now. Yeah. And then we get the latest title card I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> As the, uh, fucked up praying mantis flies across the screen, which is another little bit of reference to the story where because this wasn't something that was actually like fully shown in the movie the movie is that when the color leaves a piece of it is supposed to fall behind and fall back to earth so you can kind of take that praying mantis still being there as like there's still a piece of the color left behind huh okay and not like the end not like the end of uh, uh the brothers grim where a uh, a bird holding a piece of witch glass flies at the camera for a final jump scare to say, to be continued? Ooh, I need to rewatch that movie at some point. We watched it for Fear Bidding a, uh, a month or two ago. It was good. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I remember, I think I saw that in theaters, actually. So, that's the movie. That's the movie. That's Colorado Space. So, Gage, on a scale of 0 to 5... Uh, on a scale of zero to five, mom jack. How many mom jacks are you going to give this one? I genuinely, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I it's pretty good. Would I would probably say like I might take a little bit off just for maybe not tackling sort of like the racist subtext and implications of Lovecraft's work as hard as it could have. Yeah. I would maybe give it four out of four point five out of five Monjacks. Like I feel like it's a little bit irresponsible to do a Lovecraft adaptation and not like focus Directly on those aspects. Yeah. Like you can't just you you. It's really hard. To, it, you really can't just like cherry pick Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Which. <sighs> uh, so yeah, four point five out of five Monjacks for me. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm landing at about four. So I, I think I'm gonna land at like four solid, maybe four point five Monjacks. So four Monjacks and a Jack. <laughs> okay, we're going with we're going with the 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 latter half of Mom Jack for the point five. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. I, I think that like um uh, uh, a a four four Jack four Mom Jacks and a Jack is like closer to like maybe like a four point three out of five. Okay, and then, like, so I would probably go with four Mom Jacks and then a mom. Yeah. Okay, that's about <laughs> what I figured. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like this movie a lot. We got a question. We do. This question from at Flourishcaster, who wants to know, what is your general feeling towards Lovecraft? Bad. <sighs> complex. Very complex. Because, like, here, here's the thing. Okay, so, um, I want to go ahead and just put this out there. H-Bomber Guy has a really good video about this. Um, specifically with regards to a 2008 movie called Cthulhu, which was, uh, it's a, um, uh, God, it was produced by a company that is main, that is like primarily like an, uh, LGBT film company. And it has sort of, the main character is gay. The storyline is centered around like, rather than racism, the sort of like, weird mixed feelings about like uh somebody returning to like their hometown when like there maybe their hometown doesn't really un- understand them or maybe it's like a bigoted hometown things like that um h bomber guy has a really good video about that sort of thing with regards to like how kind of like we can approach lovecraft in these day- days and age like a lot of times um you can read lovecraft's work without ever knowing any of like sort of like the racist subtext once you know it's there it's really easy to see um but like it's one of those things that like you know fuck it he's not making money from it anymore he died broken alone um most of it is uh public domain at this point so you might you may as well interact with it on some level um, it's really good for stuff like critical, re- like kind of like critical reading and things like that. And also just like, whether we like it or not, dude launched an entire genre of horror. Yeah. Honestly. Like we're not going to be, we can't interact with horror, like the sort of like cosmic horror, eldritch horror without sort of like contending with that necessarily. Yeah, um, kind of in a similar way that like uh, it's it's hard to interact with like certain genres of fantasy without interacting with Tolkien's shitty racism. Mm-hmm. And Tolkien's shitty racism is like, like <laughs> Lovecraft's is admittedly almost an entirely different level. Yeah, um, where like Tolkien Tolkien feels a lot more like maybe he didn't a hundred percent realize what he was doing. Eh, but it kind of seeped in. He probably, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's giving a bit too much benefit of the doubt to a guy who that's is, maybe, who, who, yeah. who's been dead yeah, for maybe, so long. Like, I, I, maybe I would be too surprised. much benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I, I would be very surprised if, if, uh, if Tolkien's racism was, like, completely accidental. I would say it's more like Tolkien probably didn't write Lord of the Rings to be racist. It was just yeah. Whereas uh, Lovecraft was like, okay, I have to, I have to make stories expressing how uncomfortable I am with black people. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and like, it's it's important to engage with these texts. Like, you can read and enjoy Lovecraft's work. Like, as long you have to be analytical, you have to be critical. Make sure you're critical that you're analyzing like what you're reading you're analyzing what you enjoy about it uh acknowledging what's actually there in the mouth of madness is my favorite lovecraft story like i said but that's the one that's all about how like things were better when slavery was a thing yeah Um, 
So, like, I can say I really like In the Mouth of Madness. I really like a lot of, like, the things that kind of came out of that. While also acknowledging... Acknowledge... Acknowledging? Acknowledging that... Wow, okay, yeah, subtext is maybe... Yeah, mm, I'm not going... You you can't ignore it, is what yeah. I'm saying. You, you can't, can't just, you can't, you can't just not say, not I am there. not looking. Yeah, like, the, the thing is that whenever this sort of... I, I commission... Because I play a lot of, like, sort of, like, Lovecraft-inspired games on, like, my stream. Like, I've played Call of Cthulhu, I've played Moons of Madness, things like that. Um, uh-huh. Dark Corners of the Earth. Uh, I commissioned art for that back when I was going to play the 2018 Call of Cthulhu game from uh, Ian uh, Knucklebone on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, his work is fantastic. Highly recommend checking him out. Um, and it's basically just Acid Shark. His arm is morphing into a te- tentacles. His He's holding like a Cthulhu chalice with like a uh, like a uh, little umbrella sticking out of it. He's got like eyes growing down the side of his head. And he's wearing a t-shirt that says Lovecraft was racist. And even just, like, a basic declaration like that brings people out of the woodwork. There's just like, well, you know, Lovecraft actually turned towards socialism later in his life. And it's just like, that doesn't matter, is the thing. Because he didn't write his books when he was a socialist. Yeah. And, like, later in his life, we're talking, like, maybe... I don't know. I think he died young. He died fairly young. I think he was in his, like, 40s. And I think he was... That was, like, the last few years of his life for the majority of his life and for the time that he spent writing his like short stories novellas all that um he was a racist to an uncomfortable degree Uh uh-huh so like it's i like reading these stories i honestly kind of like like sometimes like the descriptions that the way that Lovecraft, like, describes, like, the landscapes in, like, northern New England and stuff like that. But I'm also critical of them. Because I know what he was about, and I know what these stories were about. Uh-huh. So, like, I can read, I can, like, read Shadow Over Innsmouth before I know that about his huge racism. And then I, and then I can read it after, and I can see, like, okay, I'm seeing the threads that maybe I missed before. Um... And, like, I can... It's it's sometimes fun to read things from an analytical point of view, honestly. Yeah. I went into a bit of, I went into a, bit of a tangent there, sorry. Uh, Flourishcaster also asks, what other, Lovecraft, what other Lovecraft adaptations have you seen or played? Uh, you, just, you just rattled off a handful of them, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I rattled off a bunch. Um, so that so answers Cthul- that question. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth is a big one. Um, the 2008 movie Cthulhu, which is a uh, gay movie. Um, it That one's a weird one. I don't know if I would necessarily Sorry, were you saying, were you that. saying that is a gay movie or a gay movie? Like, g- game movie? Gay. Okay. Like G-A-Y. Okay. Protagonist <laughs> is gay. It's about being gay. Good shit. Uh, which, like... Like I think about that, just like wow, Lovecraft would probably be spinning in his grave about this. So I'm on board with that. Director hated making it though. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, like, okay, you know what? That's fine. That's fair. Um, and then like I watched like a silent version of the Call of Cthulhu. Like there was a 
there was like an independent movie studio that made like a silent film version of that. Um, that was pretty all right, all things considered, if I remember it properly. There's not yeah. a whole lot. It's kind of difficult to adapt Lovecraft's work. L- things that are Lovecraftian or more eldritch horror, you end up finding a lot more of those. And like things with like eldritch horror like inspirations, like uh, Dishonored has a lot of that in it, actually. Um, the work of Chris Straub, uh, if you look into like some of his like more horror-centric work, he's the one who wrote the uh, Candle Cove creepypasta. Uh-huh. And a whole webcomic ca- forever ago. I don't know if it's still going called Brood Hollow. That was incredible. Honestly, like it had great comedic beats, but like when it got into like the horror side of things, it was fucking chilling. Um, but yeah, how about how about you, Sarah? You have have you seen or played anything? Bloodborne. I almost forgot about Bloodborne. How could I have forgotten about Bloodborne? Bloodborne is like the best example of this sort of thing. Uh, you probably, I don't know. Bloodborne's not hot, not fresh on the brain for uh, people who have not like played it bajillions of times. I Fair. feel like. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I, but Bloodborne is always on my mind. Like I'm always have, I'm literally just always like, I'm, I just beat the game again, like a month ago. And I'm still currently thinking like, what if I play Bloodborne again though? Uh, Flourish Caster also asked, "How does how does kind of get it anyway?" Sorry. Uh, uh, Flourish Caster also asked, "How does Color Out of Space stack up?" Pretty good. I would say it's the best Lovecraft adaptation I've ever seen. Honestly, I I have not seen enough Lovecraft adaptations to say that definitively, but I will say pretty good. I've seen a few. All Um, right, recommendation. Oh, go on. Oh, uh, I was about to start comparing it to other things, but, like, I'm going to go off on a whole other tangent if I do. So, yeah, let's get to recommendations. Yeah, we're running long, as it is. Yeah. So, uh, recommendations. Gage, it's okay. Gage, what are you recommending this week? Uh, This week, I'm actually going to recommend a YouTube channel um, that I uh, frequent um, and that I am a patron for called Transparency. Um, they, uh, it's two trans women from Sweden. Um, they do a bunch of video essays about, a about all manner of subjects. Um, they had one recently that was about the cultural identity of Moomin. Um, they did one about the ethics surrounding the Giga League. They did one about, um, the, uh, visual identity of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, highly recommend checking them out i believe it's just transparency on youtube i'm gonna look that up while you make your recommendation uh my recommendation this week is just gonna be tony hawk's pro skater one plus two i love it it's so fucking good to play uh i really just it's a it's a good fucking video game and it's a a shining beacon of light in this in this dreadful year yeah i haven't played it yet i want to there's no way that they were able to keep spider-man in that right I doubt it. Yeah, I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So it is. It is. You look up transparency on YouTube. It's the. It's the one with the cute little fa- face for the icon. Yeah. Highly recommend. But yeah. Um, Tony Honey's Pro Sconey One Plus Tony. Tony Tone of Hawks Pros Gator. There we go. 
Uh, Gage, thank you so much for coming on again. It was a blast. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on again, Sarah. Yeah, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sane underscore Intolerant. You can also find me on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Sane Intolerant and Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Sane Intolerant where I stream. I've actually got a stream I'm doing today. Today is Sunday, September 6th. Um, so I'm going to need to get ready for that soon. Uh, but yeah, I stream, I write, I am all around a cool guy. Nice. Uh, if you want to uh, find us elsewhere, we are uh, on Twitter at fearbaiting. We are Gmail fearbaiting at gmail.com. Uh, we don't use Tumblr, but if you want to check out our our, our uh, defunct Tumblr, you can go to uh, fearbaiting.tumblr.com. And if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Oh, sorry. It's okay. And you can give us money. One buck a month gives you early access to the episodes. Five bucks a month gets your name right on the podcast and a uh, message right on the show. Ten bucks a month gets you uh, uh, all that stuff, and you get to make us uh, watch a movie of your choice. So thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, and Michael Kaiser. We love you all so much. Uh, thank you very much to Seda for doing the intro and outro music. You can find their music under People You Meet Outside of Bars or head to just gaygothvibes.online to get to their stuff. Uh, thank you to Blair for editing. He is on Twitter at Blair Kitsch. Um, thank you to Matt GameCube uh, for creating and hosting the Noisespace.xyz podcast network that this and so many other great podcasts are hosted on. If you want to find me elsewhere, I'm Genya on Twitter. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. You can listen to me on my other podcast, The Wonder Yerks, which just released a new episode uh, a couple days ago, and we're recording a new one to, uh, soon at the, time of rec- uh, at the time you're hearing this. So we're back. We're, we're in that home stretch. And, oh, yeah, uh, oh yeah if you, uh, the, uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which is a leftism podcast that I do, which we just recorded another episode of and put up another episode of yesterday. The title is great. Uh, I'm going to read it for you right now because it's extremely, it's the, the title is extremely good, which is uh, Shrek's dick candle bracket, possible misinformation and bracket. <laughs> you know, you say you're in the home stretch for the wonder years, but didn't they like just announce that there was going to be like a new live action Animorph series? Yeah, I've got no faith in that being good, but we'll talk about it on the show. Evident, if, if, inevitably, yeah. Inevitably, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh, but until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Gage. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night.